the podcast where we sip and spill. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of Tea with Key for all of my listeners out there. Let me tell y'all, today's episode, we got some fam in the building. Let the people know who you are. Whoop, whoop. I am Patricia Meany. I am Keandra Howard's stepmother. I am married to her father. When I thought about people that like, I want to have on the show, I was like, hold up, Trish? First of all, <laughs> uh, I think that we have a lot in common because we both have the gift for Gab. You're super knowledgeable. And I was like, okay, she can definitely bring a perspective that, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of people like in my circle anyways, have really thought about. So I was like, okay hold on let me let me go ahead and hit up Trish be like hey what you doing we had a lot we have a long weekend too so I'm like okay maybe you know you make a little time for me so I appreciate you for that you know I always I always have time for you key oh well you know like we be relaxing and stuff like that you know even me sometimes I'm like man I'm in the bed (laughs) um, (laughs) oh my goodness gracious so for everyone out there who listens to tea with key we let you know what we are sipping on today and my my cup of tea and I and I tell y'all this because when I when I look at how much tea I drink and like what my favorites are I love 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 chai I can't get enough of it I swear if chai were like the only tea out there I would be you know I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too mad at it um so I'm drinking uh, some chai tea right now what you sipping on I have um chamomile honey with a hint of vanilla which is one of my go-to's It's very soothing. It's very soothing and relaxing. I am with that. I am with that. Has your Sunday been relaxing? Yeah, we actually um, traded in a fish today. You know, we have that uh, 55-gallon corner tank. So Mm -hmm. we uh, went to the pet store today and traded in our Severin because... The Severn was tearing up our plants and getting too big Mm. for the tank. So it was time, you know, you say goodbye, but he's going to get a a bigger tank to swim around in. So that'll be nice for him. So we got, um, we got four more. We got two that are, um, they're kind of like angelfish. I can't remember the name of them, but they don't have the sails like angelfish do. Then your dad got an albino Bashir to go along with Elvin, our other Bashir. Yeah. And then we got a coolie loach. So coolie. K U H L I. And he's this little um really cool looking. It's kind of like a snake looking type of eel, kind of like meth. Our other okay. okay. Yeah. So we got coolie and meth as our little um snake loaches. So that's our new additions. And uh got some more plants. Because, you know, we love live plants in the tank. Of course, of course. Wow, the family just, like, expanded. They did. Wait, do they all have names? Yes. um, I think, well, Cooley is the name of the loach. And then Splish and Splash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the other That's two. adorable. Splish oh. and splash. And then the Bashir is named Sandra because, you know, Elvin and Sandra off the Cosby show. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Oh, my goodness. It's always exciting to have a new pet in the house and to, you know, obviously like, you know, you walk in and you're like, boom, fish tanking. You're like, hey, who's in here? <laughs> and now you have some more buddies in there. Oh, 
I yeah, Goldie's that. real happy. Goldie's been kind of lonely. And so the two new additions are more her size. So mm-hmm. she's been hanging out with them since we released them out of the bags. They were, she's just beside herself that she's got somebody she can hang out with again. Yeah. Cause you know, we got, a, we got community fish. So mm-hmm. besides the Bashirs who like to nibble, it's <laughs> <and laughs> a beer. Yeah. You're like, wait, hold on. Like how many fish are in here? I don't know if I see them. (laughs) Well, we kept Leafy, you know, Leafy is going to stay with us forever until she dies. So Mm -hmm. that's the um, spotted one that looks and is shaped like a leaf. Yeah. And so, and then of course I had to get Wally a new treat. I found (laughs) those fuzzy balls with the little fuzz that sticks out of them they have like giant size ones so I got them four of those and I only am giving it to them one at a time though oh but, my goodness gracious so you're just like throwing you're just like throwing the ball down the hall and he's just like going crazy or throwing oh, yeah. it up he likes to get he wait up and far right <laughs> yes yes he is he has found him his new toy his new favorite and Sheldon just broke into the office and took over one of the office <laughs> Bears. He wants so, to make a feature. <laughs> he's he's definitely making an appearance. Anytime I'm in the office, he has to be in the co-captain chair with me. But we, you love it though, shoot. The only reason I, I don't have Nini in here right now is because I'm like, you know, sometimes like she'll she'll come up to me and she'll do like a little like, mm, and I, she has already been walked. So I know she is good. <laughs> or she'll do like a little little shake, shake, shake. And I'm like, all right, let me go ahead. You know, take some time aside. Be like, Nini, because I'm in my bedroom right now recording. I'm like, okay, Nini, you know, you can still hear me. I'm still in the apartment. <laughs> but Sheldon's like, nope, it's not gonna I got to see my mom. <laughs> yes, Sheldon. I, and I have the door closed. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as he how he broke through there yeah he must have put his body weight into it or something imagine must not have been it must not have been latched all the way because he missed you so much he's like okay so in this episode yes i have my stepmom trish and uh sheldon in the building represent (laughs) (laughs) so okay so this is actually um and i'm hoping that because my guests tend to have better memories than i do we always talk about how we met and obviously we have known each other for a significant period of time like I was young like I was like a kid and I was trying to think back like do you remember like the absolute first time that we were introduced I think your dad brought you over because he had you for a weekend and um yeah you came over and all you wanted (laughs) this is so funny all you wanted was to watch cartoons and have your milk. <laughs> what, can, what more can a kid ask for? And what more can a kid ask for? I was, you know, I'm like whatever you want, you know. Um, I can't exactly remember the the time of the year or anything. Um, but I'm assuming it had to have been a summer type of month or something. That was the first time I met you. It had to have been at least 12 years ago. So yeah, I was thinking I think 12, you 13. were like 12, 11 or 12 years old when I first met you. Yeah. So that's been a while. Yes, mm-hmm. literally. I was like, because when I think about my life and my childhood, you know, you're there and I'm like, wait, hold on. But like, when was the beginning I'm like it's been it's been so long you know right it had to have been middle school because I remember us getting you that book bag for middle school I can't remember it had some kind of weird little cartoon with, with the happy bunny 
I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was like the bunny who like said mean things, but he was really cute. Yes, I remember that book bag. <laughs> Yo. I'm literally like sitting back here like reminiscing and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. I re- the only reason why I remember it is because um, your dad and I were looking online to find that thing. And I was like, she really wants this book bag? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, and he's uh, like yeah yeah she loves it. i was like oh okay you know i figured something else but no one of the book bags so hey I'm like, you know so it's, 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 it's the little things little thing and it had utility of course yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so basically half uh, how old am i 25 yeah so like almost half of my life yeah Shoot. and now we have forever you know so we do. oh my goodness gracious when i texted you about the topic that I wanted to discuss with you. You know, you seem like really ready, readily available to discuss this. I just have a few questions that I, I wanted to discuss with you today. And I'm, I'm really curious, you know, we're in January of 2021 right now. Uh, we've been, you know, basically working from home since about March of last year. Some of us, you know, on and off. What was your initial reaction when you were told as a high school teacher that you had to teach from home what do I need in order to get things ready do I have all the necessary technology to get things ready Mm -hmm. and is there going to be any guidance you know, as to what online teaching looks like, because I mean, we literally were thrown into something we have no clue as to what to do. Mm -hmm. So, or even, you know, partial or halfway training on the platform that we were using. So we had to learn Mm -hmm. a whole lot in order to even be effective, you know, online back then. And it was more or less like, do your best, do what you can. And Luckily enough, the majority of my students back then, um, you know, especially in my honors classes, they uh, they appreciated me keeping up with their knowledge because mm-hmm. they do have, you know, they are on that AP track. So they do still need to learn. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing. How do I get the content delivered in a way that they'll actually it'll stick in their brains? So mm-hmm. there are a lot of different ups and downs with that um, as far as, you know, technology wise what the platform was capable and not capable of doing and then what the kids at home had access with you know if they mm. some some didn't have microsoft office so they couldn't look at a word document or couldn't look at a powerpoint so you had to reformat everything to whereas oh, it God. you know to so every kid could see it regardless of what kind of software they had or what kind of device they were looking at so that was was a little bit time consuming because I had to change everything basically into a JPEG, even documents, you know, so make it into mm-hmm. a screenshot, crop it down, save as, put it mm-hmm. in. And then that way they could at least write it on paper, take a picture of it and upload it that way. It, you know, it was a lot of hit or miss at the beginning. Um, you know, as of right now, how's it going? 
It's a little bit better streamlined. Um, the expectations are more strict, I should say, as far as what the students need to be doing and what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Equity, of course, is always going to be an issue as far as who has what kind of device and how many kids are on that one device, you know. So mm-hmm. there's still issues with that. And hopefully, you know, in the future, they'll keep that in foresight in order to, you know, make sure that every kid has an equal opportunity in learning and education as as they should mm-hmm. um, with with sure. especially with free public education mm-hmm. hopefully that you know that interest and that respect and respecting an education will come through with along with that because uh without one I mean you know you you, you have only yourself to blame you can't mm-hmm. blame everybody else for 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 the lack of mm-hmm. if you want to learn if you have that will to learn. That's so true. Yeah, definitely um, the intrinsic motivation is a factor because of course you're doing the best that you can as an educator, as a teacher. You know, this is this is your career. This is what, you know, you, you care about doing. But then it's also like, are the students receiving that in a way and actually taking, taking action? Like, I'm kind of curious. So did you see a drop off in engagement when we went remote or was was there any was there a change that you know not to be like negative but was was there a change that impacted your day-to-day that you weren't so happy about whether it be on like the student side or whether it be on Guilford County School System like as a whole the uh, impact as far as the student engagement definitely drops off I mean you're expecting teenagers to be self-reliant on their own education and you know college is a little bit different you're a little bit more mature you can handle the Mm -hmm. online platform and the problem is is that you know without any kind of um repercussion you know what is it that we're actually having them do you know, is it is it going to be at any fault of theirs if they don't complete this, if they don't do what there's what's necessary? And how do you keep them motivated to keep doing and learning? So it's a matter of trying to find different ways to engage them, uh, lessons, uh, trying to keep their attention. You know, it's, it's much easier to want to play a game on the computer mm-hmm. than sit in class, you know. So you have to be creative um, to keep them going. You know, you got to build still that student teacher relationship with your kids as far as getting them, you know, involved and seeing them in class. And if they missed a few days, you know, welcoming them back and, you know, telling them, hey, I missed you. I know that you you might be going through some stuff and they're like, yeah, you know, just that and a third or, you know, but you have to be genuine in 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 your concerns you know mm-hmm. for them so that helps um parents of course you know involvement with them keeping them up to date and up to speed with the performance of their kids that always helps but you know also at some point as with any any child they get tired of getting yelled at from their parents like go do your (laughs) homework so that can be a struggle and a battle in its own right especially if you're entrusting them to do it on their own while the parents at work I mean any kid would you're at home by yourself and you have a choice of laying on the couch and watching prices right versus <laughs> learning about geometry. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a no brainer. Almost but... definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, but you got to have that self-drive, that self-motivation and sometimes just a little fire underneath your butt to get to get that motivation too. you know, that's definitely true. Oh, that positive reinforcement. Yes. Which actually I'm, um, okay. You just said a lot of things that made me think of a lot of questions. I actually wanted to, uh, provide some more like transparency with the audience. Can you let everyone know what subjects you teach? Sure. I teach regular biology and also honors biology. And I have taught anatomy and physiology before I I'm not teaching that currently. Mm -hmm. And those, those are it for right now. Mm -hmm. See, I feel like that in itself, also is what makes me, you know, think, okay, when I was in school, I really felt like I'm like a hands-on learner. So just thinking, cause you know, in my opinion, honestly, I think the sciences are definitely a more challenging subject to teach being that we are remote. When you, when you say that you're trying to include creativity in your, you know, teaching while we're trying to learn remote, can you kind of like dive into that a little bit? Like, how do you really add creativity to your lessons for your students? Well, we do um, different interactives. Like if I am, you know, doing notes or something like that, I'll always have a pause and do a recap, like, you know, mm -hmm. Q&A um, award points for whoever gets that question right, you know, do bell yeah. ringers that engage them. Sometimes I even have like, where's Waldo, you know, trying to find <laughs> Waldo in this picture for a bell ringer, just to, you know, not just do content, you know, also yeah. making sure that emotionally they're okay by doing mm -hmm. different bell ringers about it. Like, you know, pick your cat catitude for the day with cat faces, <laughs> all the different ones, you know, happy, sad, whatnot. And then, you know, just playing different games like uh, Kahoot or quizzes. And then you can use different things like Ed puzzle which takes a video and chops it up and puts some questions in with that that they can do on their own mm -hmm. and then also you know using breakout sessions where they can go into different rooms and talk to each other while working on you know an assignment together just different things like that I like doing escape rooms they seem to like what? that I've never yeah, done they, one of those. I've always wanted to, though. <laughs> they have digital versions of escape rooms. Like we did one for DNA um, and then we did one for photosynthesis. And I think I'm getting ready to teach genetics. So I found one for Ooh. it. Well, yeah. so yeah, so they seem to enjoy those as long as you know they come to class. I did a, I did a, a virtual lab. It wasn't really like I had it set up or anything, but it kind of went through step by step. For um, you know this, it's cell transport where you have the mm -hmm. semi-permeable membrane and you're moving the iodine and starch, and then it turns mm -hmm. purple. And so it had that. They had that in like a powerpoint presentation to go through it so we did that together which some of them kind of enjoyed it so mm -hmm. i also do feedback fridays give them a voice oh, give the students oh, like to whereas yeah that like what'd you like the most this week and let me see if i can incorporate that more and you know also the amoeba sisters which do an awesome job explaining the things not just hearing it from my voice but mm -hmm. in a cartoon format you know, yeah. if you don't know what Amoeba Sisters are, they're a series of science videos that explain uh, different process, biological processes. So okay, that's actually really out. funny. 
I wonder if they wait because you remember the Amoeba Boys, right? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, I don't so the remember. all right. Well, this it was um from the Powderpuff Girls. So like when I was a child, and yeah, they had the Amoeba Boys. I wonder if um they kind of like stemmed from there because yeah, they were just like these like three Amoeba Boys who just like you know walked around or whatever. And, but anyways, I love it. Kind of sound kind of gives me a Schoolhouse Rock vibe a little bit. <laughs> when you watch, I I recommend everybody just watch one, especially <laughs> uh, with the the whole coronavirus. Re- do the virus one so everybody can learn what a virus actually is and not yeah. a bacteria. I mean, so honestly, that. I think that in itself would definitely be beneficial to everyone just because of, you know, obviously us being in the pandemic, there's so many questions that are, you know, surrounding like what is actually, you know, at like an internal level, like, you know, as far as like our human bodies go, like what's actually going on. So I think that like everyone could benefit from that actually to like really, especially with like the vaccine coming out too, like actually developing, you know, a true understanding. Um, I think it would mm-hmm. help a lot of people out, which hopefully, hopefully people will take it into consideration and actually, you know, seek to find that knowledge to be like, okay, hey, this is why we're doing the things we're doing and, you know, at a, um, at a cellular level, like what happens. Right. Mm. And they got one for pretty much anything you want to know about. So especially like DNA, RNA, protein synthesis and mm-hmm. doing all of that. So yeah, they helped me out a lot, actually. Oh, see, I feel like, and I don't even know if people still play his videos, but of course, growing up, it was always, we're going to watch Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> like we would be excited. We'd be like, oh my God, we're going to watch Bill Nye. Like, oh, okay. Like, my, kid, my kids, as old as they are, you know, I use the magic school bus still oh! for two, two things to teach about. And they always get excited about the magic school bus. Even though, you know, that's more, more kiddish in a way, but they just so good though. It's Miss Frizzle, you know, who doesn't love Miss Frizzle? (laughs) Literally, I feel like that show is one of those, you know, shows that, you know, withstands time. It's just, it's so good and it was accurate. And so I'm actually really excited to hear that, you know, even though like I'm still young, I'm like, you know, not of like the upcoming generation or whatever I'm like still happy to hear okay yes Miss Frizzle is out here doing the dang thing still making an impact in children's lives okay yes cheers to you Miss Meanie go ahead go ahead (laughs) shoot I like that I like that oh man it's oh man this is mm, this this is this is really interesting I because I started thinking um so for all the listeners out there I think we kind of touched on this actually when uh tea with key was just starting but you know my mom is also a high school teacher so you know I'll be hearing about things where where are we going you know and it made, it made me think okay like I need to ask Trish this it's 2021 okay what would you like to see happen this year if it were solely up to you what would you want to happen? Oh my, <laughs> to get through it safely, honestly, to have to have safeguards in place mm-hmm. to where there's no student, no teacher, no TAs, no staff, no cafeteria, none of the essential workers in a school would feel like they're in an unsafe environment and, and unfortunately lose, you know, their livelihood because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of high-risk teachers. I am a, a high-risk risk teacher with my asthma and my seasonal allergies. I'm on, you know, I'm on a COPD type of inhaler for my asthma because of um, 
the lung situation that I have. So it's a matter of, you know, taking it all into perspective. You know, a lot of teachers, they just not there just to teach kids. They also take care of their own families. They Mm -hmm. have elderly parents. They are involved in their communities as much as possible. I mean, it's a thankless job, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times taken for granted. And my main focus is to get through this alive, healthy, wealthy, and wise, as as healthy as can be and hope that everybody else does too because you know it's a teaching is a calling and as you can see not a lot of people are 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 applying for that job because mm-hmm. because of the way teachers are revered and looked upon as you know in in a negative light I guess yeah. I should say whenever we do everything we can to help as much as we can all the time. So it's not something that, you know, we call out and say, Hey, look at me, look at me, because that's, that's not what teachers do. They do it out of second nature. You know, Mm -hmm. you ask any teacher, Hey, do you have such and such? And if they don't have it, they know where to get it and probably at a discount for you. (laughs) Dang, That is, you you said a lot right there. And I kind of want to rewind. So when you talk about making sure that everyone is safe, so because when you think about the school system, there are there's so many parties. Okay. So like you said, you you have your teachers, you have, you know, your cafeteria workers, custodial team, like you have your admin, you know, there's so your many bus drivers. I mean bus drivers, yes. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. I don't even that almost slipped my mind. Literally, yes, there's so there's so many people who are a factor in the school system. So when you say that we should have safeguards in place and we should, you know, ensure that everyone, you know, can make it through this pandemic, like what, what exactly does that look like? Cause right now, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you know, I'm not exactly sure. Is it that everyone is completely remote or there's, is it, is there an option to opt in or, cause I'm not really sure. Cause it seemed like things kept changing. Changing. In the middle and high school level, it's all remote. Um, that's going to be readdressed in another couple of weeks um, because of the the spike that we're having, especially with this variant gene um, yeah. or of that virus. So the age group of, I believe it's 14 to 18 years old, are having um, twice the numbers here in Guilford, from what I remember, uh, according to the school board. Uh, Don't quote me on statistical facts by any Mm. means. Um, But K through third, I believe, has been going back since Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving break, we went remote. So it was right before Thanksgiving for like a week and a half. And then they went remote for the week after Thanksgiving. And um, now they're back. So and I think they added it up to K through five, because that age group seems to be showing a little bit more uh, resilience towards the virus as far as being able to pass it on to adults. Now, Hmm. mind you, there's adults in the building teaching the kids. So those adults are having interactions. So there's an increased chance with that. So, you know, it's a matter of what 
what are we doing? You know, are these, what's the age group? I know a lot of teachers retired because of this, took, you know, leave or just quit the profession altogether. We're losing high quality teachers because of their, you know, not because of fear, but because of science. They know if, hey, if I'm going to be around all these different types of individuals that I could lose my life. And that's oh, gosh, not yeah. okay. You know, whenever you're sitting there thinking, you know, my life is is worth less than loss of learning is not, no, that's, that's not okay. Now, the teachers that are comfortable going back, you know, they're 20, they're healthy, they're, you know, they don't have any, you know, reservations and they want to go and try it. You know, um, it's all, that's where free will comes into play. That's what makes us human. You know, you have the free will to choose um, for yourself. Now, me, on the other hand, I would feel safest once I get my vaccines. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that will be soon because I honestly teaching, um, teaching the age group that I do have and being in the building as much as I would be exposed, whether to half of them at a time or not, I still get the full exposure of every kid at least yeah. twice a week, you know? So it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, taking a chance. <laughs> Gosh. Especially, especially since, you know, they're asymptomatic and don't even realize it. See, that's, that's the problem. There's, there's kids out there that are sick that don't even feel bad. Don't mm-hmm. have a fever spike, don't have anything. And you know, they have to eat in the classroom, they take off their masks. And then mm-hmm. you have, you know, just just the different high school teenagers mm-hmm. that are going to be sitting in the classroom, not able to move, not able to go to, you know, the water fountain, they have to eat the school lunch, they can't get food from off campus, you know, all those different things that, you know, they might be accustomed to that mm-hmm. they're not going to have, and then they're going to possibly be angry about the whole situation and do whatever they want as as yeah. you know a rebellion angsty team i'm not wearing this mask anymore miss meanie you're just gonna have to suck no baby you gotta wear the mask oh, goodness. and then it turns into a thing you know so yeah oh goodness gracious i okay so i think you like brought up something that honestly i hadn't even really thought about as far as you know, you mentioned like teachers quitting because I mean, in, if you think about it, yeah, if you if you were in a position to where you were forced to go in, which many teachers were, because of course, like this is not just, you know, a Guilford County concern. This is, you know, all, all schools. Nationwide. Yeah, yeah. Thinking like attracted employees. Yeah. Like thinking, oh, my goodness gracious, some teachers choosing to retire because they were mandated to teach in person and they want to protect themselves from the virus which also you think in situations like that okay how are they going to go about like sustaining their livelihood and just I don't know it's just crazy because it's like of course you would want to choose your health over because you can't have you can't teach if you don't have your health right so it's well in many instances the substitutes are retired teachers so even if you do get sick there may not be a sub to fulfill your spot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you have the other caveat. I mean, it's like bus drivers. Bus drivers a lot of times are retired people that are looking just to, you know, do something 
um, to make a little extra money or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like a bus driver's salary is sustainable. You know, they, they make what, eight, $9 an hour and are up driving a bunch of kids around all day and then picking them up from school and driving them back home. Like, you know, it's not like you can go be a bus driver, go to a regular full-time job and then be done in time to start driving your bus route again. So it's, you know, so that's, that's a lot of retired people too, that are doing that. And they're like, and they're the most susceptible group, you know, the Mm -hmm. the senior citizens. Um, If it were up to you, would we also have the youngins like at home or I guess, I guess it's interesting to me. So the numbers and the ages of incidents that are occurring and because it seems like the younger children seem to be not as susceptible, that is part of the reasoning for leaving the kindergarten and elementary school students still being able to go to school in person? Yes. The transmiss the transmissibility rate between the younger, younger kids. See, there's there's the problem because those kids, I hate to say it, but they need that in-person type of learning for spelling, reading, writing. Yeah. Because they're true. just starting that. You know, you can sure try to try at home, you know, with your child, as far as, you know, getting them as best as you can prepared for kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. But honestly, like, that's a harder group, in my opinion, to teach, because they're the ones, if they're behind, then it makes it almost impossible to catch them up. That's so true. In yeah. high school, you know, you have, if, if they're not at level by high school, then you know that coming out of high school, they're not going to be at level either. You can try, you can try your best to get them to that point, but the little kids, like they need those phonics. They need those, you know, no baby, you got to loop that L a little bit better, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) teaching them how to write, teaching them how to read, you know, don't know your sight words. And you can, you can try to, you know, give them a best lesson, but you're expecting a kid to type on a keyboard and doesn't even know his alphabet. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? (laughs) You know, yeah, that was interesting. Like coming home, like going back to Greensboro and seeing like Jameson has his computer now, or I think it's a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, iPads. It's not the same. Um, Cause even growing up like leapfrog, okay. Leapfrog was cute, but yeah, actually being there hands on, like starting who it's yeah. Do you think that and then you can't get the, and you th- if the kid doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's Try fighting so with a two-year-old who doesn't want to put their shoes on. <laughs> Good luck. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> definitely also true. Cause Jameson only likes to do his work when he wants to do it like on his own time. So 
that is yeah. oh man and that that's that's where that consistency has to play you know it's, mm-hmm. I, i'm not trying to compare kids to dogs here at all don't get me wrong no. but like when <laughs> you when you have a puppy you have to be consistent you know you gotta every day the same routine get them outside get them do this get them to do that uh same with you know school school age kids get them up they gotta eat breakfast they go do yeah. this they go to this oh they know they get recess after this and you know like mm-hmm. that consistent pattern to help them gain that um that flow now it's reading time now it's story time you know to mm-hmm. keep it keep that going because if you lose them then it's really hard to try to reel them back to mm-hmm. that flow so that yeah so true gosh I wonder then I mean we have until when is school out like early June mm-hmm end of May when does when does high school end again or June 5th oh man honestly honestly I don't know because it's like it it would be safer for everyone to be remote but also it's like how realistic because yes like in that case you have to be more hands-on with your students learning or your child's learning versus being able to be like a middle schooler and high schooler and being independent so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if things change to where we are moving back to all of us being at home. So many unanswered questions. The one one positive thing about all of this is that we're actually getting the students to become 21st learners. We've been talking about mm-hmm. 21st learners, 21st learners this, 21st learners that. How are you preparing your kid to be a 21st learner? Well, you know, everybody kind of took for granted that these kids grew up with a device, but what are they learning on that device? You know, a lot of kids didn't even know how to access a Word document, how to save something, how to upload something, some basic stuff that we learned growing up. And I'm sure you did, too. Mm -hmm. But that's where that's where, you know, kids that um, that aren't exposed to that because they're all they're doing is online gaming and um, playing TikTok or tick whatever and making videos and doing stuff yeah Yeah, you can you're able to do that but write me uh write me a you know a research paper show me that you can cite references uh, and do and do that type of research it's if it's not instant they don't want to do it so now them having to struggle through on learning different things and how to upload and how to do this and how to do that it actually made them stimulate their minds a little bit. Some kids are flourishing on this online platform. Mm -hmm. They don't have to come to school and be bullied or put down or the drama. The teacher can teach. The teacher is able to teach for a full lesson without an interruption, without the, you know, disgruntled teen of the day or whatever (laughs) is going on, you know? So that, that there, you know, some kids are like, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that right now. I can focus on mm-hmm. learning, you know? So, and then the other aspect of it is the social butterflies, you know, the kids that learn and need that social engagement, they're the ones struggling right now because they feel mm-hmm. isolated and alone. So that's where, you know, you got to try to connect and it's hard. I'm not going to yeah. say that it's easy. It's not because it isn't. 
even on my end where I'm remote teaching, it's like, you know, the kids don't want to turn the cameras on and I ask a question and I'm looking at circles with just initials mm. on the screen. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Hey, you with me? Cause you know, like you said, you right. don't have that, um, that level of engagement right there, but it sounds like you do really take a lot of steps to make sure like you're working on that relationship. Cause honestly, I mean, you were talking about it earlier and I, it made me think about to when I was in high school. And I definitely think that the more I got to like know my teachers and the more that, you know, I, I, you know, talked with them, not just about, um, you know, Hey, like I have a question about this, but just being able to see face to face. Okay. Like we're people, I understand that you want me to learn because you care about my well being. Definitely having that connection with your students is something that not all teachers possess at a level that you do. I mean, people love you, you know, when you think about, you know, having, having your students and wanting them to be successful, you're taking steps to making sure that, you know, they're not just learning the subject matter, but that they're also growing as people, which all teachers that are, you know, in this role right now are also taking steps towards too as well. So yeah, I mean, you know, you got you got teachers at div- different levels as well. You know, you, you threw a bunch of teachers that may not be tech savvy, that may not have, mm-hmm. you know, an IT individual as their their spouse like I do. I got lucky. Your father's in uh, IT, so I can just be like, hey, I need help. <laughs> yeah, he be helping My me to shoot. Working. <laughs> <laughs> literally oh you just gotta kill it and you know you gotta exactly like what is this yeah right so (laughs) i got lucky in that aspect because your dad made sure i had everything i needed (laughs) yeah before the beginning of the school year to uh, make sure that i was successful in this online platform and a lot of teachers didn't have that you know at the end of the summer we don't get paid in the summertime so you either save up or get a part-time job Mm -hmm. and going out and buying a laptop and headset and external drives and you know printers in some cases and an extra monitor and the cords and the backups and the blah 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 I mean yeah teachers spent money to -hmm. get ready for online and remote learning I mean they some some teachers made their whole entire den into a mini classroom with whiteboard and cameras and um, even lighting fixtures to increase the light on their face yes document cameras like money was spent out of pocket a lot of teachers did not to and and even paid for programs you know like different things what wait what Oh yeah, like not just teacher paid teachers. I'm talking about um like Ed Puzzle. You pay for a membership. Oh or... yeah. Shoot, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. He well, I, I heard okay, didn't you guys you guys finally got laptops though, right? I mean it's like late, but Yep, we we got laptops from the district uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. They're nice, but also getting the kids their laptops, you know, I personally didn't have to have the one from the district because I had my own device, but I understand why they want to make sure that everybody has the up- most updated device, mm-hmm. um, which I, like I said, I got lucky. I had an IT husband who got this for me, so mm-hmm. he knew what I needed, but a lot of the teachers are working on, you know, their old laptop from college. <laughs> 
(laughs) or you know their old pc that they got a hand-me-down from you know from whoever or you know so i appreciate that but um also i i I would i would love to see all my kids getting one one one-to-one devices so i know that they're coming so i know that they're coming I was about to say, let's hope soon. I really feel like because of how long this has lasted, because thinking back to last March, I know that where I was at, they said, okay, go home for a week and then we'll do a week by week basis. And then, you know, here we are now. So hopefully with seeing where, where we are, um, everything can kind of get sped up. So like you said, as far as does every teacher like have the necessary technology to work optimally, you know, and then does every student Mm -hmm. have what they need to learn optimally and, you know, what is looking like, I mean, I would like to be optimistic and, you know, saying that this year will be, we'll be working towards, Oh, honestly, I don't, I I don't even know if I can say back to where we were, but just, I guess, hmm, how do I phrase it? How do I phrase it? We'll have a break in the summertime and then the fall time will be back around. How optimistic are you in that we will be in a better place come the beginning of the next school year? I'm just curious. It all depends on who's willing to be vaccinated and the infectious rate and any type of mutations and how how the vaccine's going to react to those mutated forms. Um, because yeah. science, science, I mean, there's not enough data to suggest that, you know, yeah. how long the vaccine lasts. If right now they're saying that it works on this one particular variant, but then once again, viruses love, love, love to mutate. DNA loves mm-hmm. to mutate. So it's a matter mm-hmm. of, can we keep up with the actual mutations and the vaccines to go along with it because if not then being out in public is going to look different for not just this year not just next year but in the future to come because this isn't going to be this isn't the first and this isn't the last respiratory virus that's going to come after us you know it's just it's in it's inevitable it's with every population. Anytime you have an overpopulation, either um, that cannot be controlled, you know, you have exponential growth, something's going to cause it to cut back down again. It's either going to be disease, it's going to be famine, or it could be a natural disaster. So something's got to give. It's an, it, There's a balance to this. That's why you have that predator-prey cycle. You know, one year you mm-hmm. have overpopulation of rabbits, then the foxes get overpopulated. So now the rabbit population decreases. And then because there's no food, some foxes die off. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a system of checks and balances to whereas humans really don't have a check. There's nothing to check us except for disease. So that's true. That's true. I think that humbled a lot of people. War, <laughs> unless you consider war as a way of checks and balances. <sighs> Yeah, there truly are a lot of factors that are at play right now. And it's 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 going to be interesting to see how everything plays out when everyone listens to your episode, because we've you know, we've discussed a lot of different areas when it comes to teaching during the pandemic. But what would you really if, if no one else listened to anything else, what would you really want 
the listeners to take home? Like, what do you really want? What do you really hope resonated with them on your episode? Um, that learning, learning can be in many different forms. You know, if it's not through the online platform, it's through your regular, don't fight learning. That's my biggest thing. When you fight to learn how much energy or fighting knowledge, I should say, not to learn because knowledge is different than learning. I feel like you have to gain knowledge through learning. So when you fight knowledge and, and, and to gain knowledge, that takes a lot of energy to do that. Once you stop trying to gain knowledge, what is it that you're actually doing to yourself and to everyone around you? Because if you're not Mm -hmm. taking in that type of information to make yourself and make your surroundings and doing what, whatever it is possible, you know, if you're going to fight and say, I'm not going to do this, I'm just done, I'm just da 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 you know, it, that takes more energy than actually to do the actual work involved. Mm, that's true. And you learn something while you're doing it. So I just, I, I hope and pray that, you know, that instant gratification of just Googling this or Googling that, where you're actually gaining the knowledge on your own right. And this is this is this is my takeaway is that you never stop fighting knowledge and gaining it. Mm -hmm. Never stop fighting knowledge. You could sell that on a pillow right there. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. Well, who is it? G.I. Joe knowing is half the battle. Wait, is that what he said? (laughs) That was him? (laughs) (laughs) I believe so. I have to Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. All right. Commercial break. We need to Google this for a fact check. No, honestly, (laughs) that is so true. And that's something that you know, when you're younger, you, you know, you're in class because you're like, you know, you have to be, then it's your decision whether or not you want to, you know, pursue higher education. And then when we're out here adulting in the real world, we still, you know, have the option to, do I want to learn a new skill? Do I want to learn about, you know, something that interests me? And so definitely having that thirst for knowledge for every person out here, hopefully something, hopefully something inside the students of today going through having to learn during the pandemic and then even us now, hopefully, hopefully that thirst for knowledge still continues. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tea with Key.